This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Go Birds! podcast presented by parks casino and sportsbook elliot shore parks james seltzer with you elliot it is uh got a big game coming up yeah it's funny so i just got back from the novacare complex um beautiful day outside i'm out at practice the sun is shining it's like perfect fall type although it keeps saying it's going to be fall and i feel like it hasn't actually made the pass into fall yet like i'm very ready to see pumpkins outside and like watch Hocus Pocus and like, you know, do fall things <laughs> like wear hoodies. And then every time I feel like I'm close to it, it's like in the high seventies and it's hot outside. But regardless, I'm at practice. It's a beautiful day. I'm watching football and it's just an interesting juxtaposition because visually it was a beautiful day, but contextually not a fun time at the Novacare right now. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, every- <laughs> yeah. You could say there's so much to get into, and we'll get into the game. Obviously, it is an important game, and we'll talk more about that, obviously, on our Saturday show as well, like leading into the game. But, Elliot, there's so much going on down in Novacare this week. I mean, we got Fletcher Cox to get into. We got Jonathan Cannon to get into. Lane Johnson, still not there. I mean, like, there is so much happening right now around this team, heading into a game again that, like, you know, if they're going to be a playoff team, and, you know, we have varying degrees of that, like, this is the type of game they need to win if they're going to be a playoff team when when all is said and done. So um, it, it's a big game. Let, let's get into some of the stuff surrounding the team this week, and then we'll, we'll pivot to the game at some point. But uh, wh- where do you want to start? Because we could start with Fletcher Cox. We could start with Lane Johnson. We could start with Jonathan Gannon. Like, there's a lot to get into. Do you have a, a preference? Where do you want to start? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess Lane Johnson is an easy one to start with. But, like, I think the Lane Johnson thing is an interesting debate on like what's a personal issue and what's not. And I thought that Joe DeCamera made an interesting point on your show today about like, I think everybody right now is respecting Lane's privacy. Like all the reporters, like I don't think, at least when I listen to the radio, like people aren't calling up and being like too speculative about it. Like the team has said it's a personal matter for Lane and I think everyone has accepted that. But it's an interesting point in the way like what, what's a personal issue, what's not like when when is the line drawn on like when he deserves privacy versus like he is a public figure like so i think that's an interesting debate with lane and then it's just like is he coming back you know like when will he play it doesn't seem like he'll play against carolina if he misses multiple weeks like you know i don't even know if that's too speculative but yeah the lane thing it's just like it's dragging out but because nobody is really talking about it it's almost like there's nothing to be said on the on the flip yeah, side. Yeah, it, it's a it's a it's one of the weirder ones I remember, Elliot. I don't ever remember this specific situation. Usually, usually, and again, to your point, it is a really interesting discussion about what is you know when you're a public figure, when you are someone who you know gets paid a lot of money and plays on a professional sports team. Like, what is your privacy level? Like, it's a fascinating right. discussion and. And look, I, I lean towards, you know, everyone deserves their privacy. And certainly there are certain things where we could say, you know, if it's a, a family issue, obviously, you know, that deserves privacy. If it's a health issue, all these things. But the point Joe DeCamera made that you you mentioned earlier is if it's him, like, deciding he wanted to retire, that's different. Like, that's a, a different thing. You know, that is something that that 
theoretically should be in the public sphere, sphere with the job that he has, with the role that he has, with his importance to the team, with everyone counting on him and all these things. So it is, it is fascinating. And generally, whether it is a family issue or whether it is something like this, like the fact that, that right before the game, literally right before the game on Sunday, we find out he's not playing and he's just out. And it's well, it's th- and that's when he told the team. And it's Thursday. It's Thursday, man. We know nothing. Like I can't ever remember a time where where nothing has come out. Nothing. Like you figure report. And I know that people are respecting privacy and stuff, but reporters are still digging. Reporters are still trying to figure out what's happening, both on a local and national level. I'm, I'm more than anything. And again, we don't know. So we can't like we can't, you know. We can't really comment on on Lane being out because we don't know why he's out, and and we will assume and give him the benefit of the doubt. There is some valid personal reason why he's out, but but at the same time, like I, the 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 weirdest part of this to me is just the fact that nothing is out, the fact that it is still a mystery, and we're you know we're already on to the Panthers, and it's still a mystery, well, Elliot. And the other thing too is the la- the absence of news creates speculation. Yep. Right. So like the longer there's nothing the more people speculate on what it could be. Or like the longer it is, the more people get worried that maybe it is something really serious. And again, it comes it, it comes back to like, where do, where is the line drawn? You know, like I've known Lane like his entire career because he was drafted in 2013. That was my first year, like, year on the beat. So like, you know, obviously if Lane is dealing with something and he's somebody, and I don't even know if this should matter to bring up, like he plays all the time. Well, he's actually been injured, but he's, you know, he's a hardworking player. He, he's all in on the Eagles. Like, this is a guy I think that has carried himself well for the most part as an Eagle. So like, yes, he deserves a privacy, but it's a massive thing overhanging this team. Like that's kind of what I was saying about being down at the Novacare where it's a beautiful day. It's sunny. The team's out there. And then it's like, well, there's no lane. And that's a massive question overhanging the team. I mean, there was a moment where the beginning of practice, Jason Kelsey ran inside real quick and they had a starting lineup on offense of entire, entirely backups. Wow. Like entirely backups, nobody playing along the offensive line, the position they played in week one. I mean, and you know, we we debated this all offseason on how good they could be and how not. And like, I was glass half full on the injuries, and you were probably more realistic. It's looking like so. <laughs> but I, I don't. But I don't think either of us. I don't think either of us thought by week four they would have five new starters. Like, I mean, that you know. So it's just a it's a tough situation the team is in and. Obviously, with Lane, you hope that everything's okay with him. Yeah. That's all you can really do. That's know. all you can do, and we can only judge it when we know what actually happened. And and to your point, like, Lane— We might never know, we, too, Well, that's what So that's really funny, because that was going to be my next question to you. I was going to say, you know, like, to your point, you know, Lane has been a great eagle. He has loved this city. He has loved this team. He's always been there for his teammates, all that stuff, obviously, other than the suspension, which, you know, that he, he has to take that. He has to own that. But, but also, you know, it happens. Um, so, you know, you do give him the benefit of the doubt in a situation like this. My next question to you was, was going to be though, when do you think we find out? And, and you're saying we might not like that. What I was going to say, how much longer can this go on, Elliot? I mean, but my point is like, he could come back, play, play against the Buccaneers and just say, I'm not talking about it. Yeah. So, I mean, cause like, he's going to get we, asked. We might never know the Like reason. he's going right. to get asked for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, and also like Sirianni is going to get asked and like Sirianni talks on Friday and like. I guess I'm guessing on Friday he'll say Lane's definitely not playing. And so then they play again quickly on Thursday. So like, you know, is Lane back? I mean, we know Lane was back in Philly on uh today's Wednesday. Like Lane came back on Tuesday. And was today's was at Thursday. Least in... Wow. Good point. <laughs> yeah, he came back Good on point. Wednesday. Yesterday was the day that came John back Clark Wednesday, tweeted right. out. Yep. So yeah, I mean you know, at least we know he's back in the area, which I guess would be a step in the right direction in theory. So yeah, I mean, we'll just wait and see. And the implications could be big, depending on what happens. Yeah, no, it could be. I mean, look, again, to your point, like, you know, we don't know what the deal is. We don't know if he's going to play again. We don't know when he'll be back, if he'll be back, why he's been gone. So I'm with you. There's not much more we could do without speculating. And, and I think in a situation a situation like this, it is it is somewhat reckless to speculate based on the fact that, like we said, it could be a, a family health matter or a family whatever. And, like, for that, it's like, of course, man, do what you got to do. You know, I we support you fully. So um, I, I will move on. But it, but it is um, just basic level, one of the, the weirder situations I remember um, with this type of thing. So, um, all right, let's, mm-hmm. get to, let's get to the players who are here at the moment right now. We'll get to Gannon in a second. But I want to start with Fletcher Cox. I think 
you know, for the first time this week, and, and credit to, to certain people, John Ritchie being one of them who've been saying all season, hey, watch Fletcher Cox. He is not playing hard. He's not the Fletcher Cox we know, you know, know and love. He is, you know, just giving up on double teams and all that. And it feels like this week, and we'll get to Fletcher's comments, but prior to the comments even, Elliot, it feels like this is the first week where everyone's kind of coming together. The zero on the stat sheet against the Chiefs. Everyone's kind of like, oh, man, like, What's the deal with Fletcher Cox? So before we get to his comments, I will ask you that question, Elliot. What's the deal with Fletcher Cox? Well, I think the truth is kind of in what his comments were. Like, I don't know it becomes a story because, you know, of what he said. But, like, I think he was right. I think Fletcher has to play better. The question is, can he play better? I don't know the answer to that. But I also do think, like, a change in the scheme. Like, they do run a little more 3-4. At least they did initially at some points. Like, I think those are all parts of it. Like, he is doing something different than he used to do. I don't think he lied when he was up there, right? Like, in Schwartz's defense, the defensive line just pinned their ears back and, and went after the quarterback. Like, in Jonathan Gannon, there's just more of it. There, There's more thinking. There's more, you know, it's not just rushing the, the, the quarterback. So, I think there's truth to that. Um, I definitely think he's still getting double teamed. Like, there's this narrative out there that he's not getting double teamed. Like, he's getting double teamed. I mean, I think Tim McManus had a stat that said he's getting double teamed just as much as he always has. Um, and so I just think that ultimately he's an older player. He's not playing well. And that just is what it is. Like, I, I don't think there's a, a secret answer to how to unlock Fletcher Cox. Like he has to play better. And if he doesn't, then I think it's fair to question if he can play better. Okay. Uh, first and foremost, a, f- a few points to this. And I, the, for me, the, the, the scheme thing doesn't, doesn't hold much water. I mean, you're a 10 year vet. You're one of, supposed to be one of the best defensive linemen in the sport, certainly have been at times in your career. Like, at least talking to football players, I talked to Ike Reese about it, I talked to, to John Ritchie about it. Like, to them, that is a, a BS excuse. Like, that's what okay, they say. That's the, fair. The, the scheme difference is not, like, it's just a, a, a tiny difference. There are differences. But, like, for a guy like Fletcher Cox, that is not a good enough excuse. We'll get to Gannon and the scheme stuff, though, because I do wonder if this is something that is not just a Fletcher Cox issue when it comes to the scheme part or – if they have a scheme, we'll get to that, Jonathan Gannon. Right. But a couple things with this, uh, with, with the Fletcher part of it, um, that, look, I, I think that we're not seeing the best version of Fletcher Cox, and he admitted that. He said, you know, I haven't been good enough. I need to be better and all that. But I, I do, it does come off as a little weak to me to blame the scheme, to blame the, the coaches when, you know, I, look, Aaron, he's old, but, I mean, Aaron Donald's nine months younger than Fletcher Cox. It's not like Fletcher Cox yeah, should, but he's better. I know. I, I know yeah. he is. I know he is. I'm just saying, like, Fletcher Cox is is not old enough where we should be saying, oh, I guess he's cooked. Now, here's my question, though. The, does this does this bother you that, that Howie Roseman re-upped Fletcher Cox? That, you know, in all these, you know, we talk a lot about the salary cap and how you extend players and do all this stuff. Like, we are looking at a situation where they've committed more to a guy who might either might not have it or might not want to have it. So... This is a salary cap discussion, which I'm happy to have. But on a larger scale, like, I don't mind the way Howie runs the cap. And it's because in the times I've covered the Eagles, the only time it killed them was when they had to trade Carson and when the cap took a massive hit because of COVID-19. So I'm a little bit in the in the camp of, like, let's wait and see if it hurts them. Right now they have $16 million in cap space for 2021. So let's assume they don't make any major moves and they, and they roll $15 million over to next year. They have projected right now 22 million. So 22 plus 15, $37 million in cap space for the 2022 offseason. That's enough to do whatever they want, like sign multiple big guys, all those things. So, like, do I think extending Fletcher was a good idea? Probably not, because it looks like he's slowing down and there's no reason to double down on him from 22 for 2022. But they have a ton of cap space. So I'm kind of, I don't know if it matters. I guess the only way it would matter would be. Would you cut Fletcher Cox this offseason or trade him? And because of his cap hit or because of, you know, ways contract structured, is that going to be harder to do? That's a different discussion, but I don't think it's actually hurting the Eagles salary cap situation because they have enough to do whatever they want. I mean, yes and no, right? Yes, they have enough to do what they want, but you're, you're giving money to theoretically, potentially giving a lot of money, extra money to to a bad investment see but i don't think he's bad though but no but we're talking about next year like if he's this this year what are we expecting right and now look this can all change fletcher cox might play better he might give more effort who knows 
But, I mean, it is a concern. You have to look at that and be like, oh, that might have been a mistake by Howie. And look, there have been a lot of mistakes by Howie. You know, the whole Howie yeah. great offseason and stuff, I think that's coming under review too. I mean, Eric Wilson literally should not be on the field. Anthony Harris has looked very disappointing. Well, Ryan Kerrigan is yet to make a play as an Eagle. I mean, there have been – Steven Nelson has been okay. You know, so I think you can look at a lot of these moves well, that we were right. excited about and say, eh, not great. Agreed. Those moves have all looked. I mean, again, Stephen Nelson. I don't think Stephen Nelson. I think he's been, been bad. fine. He's been fine. He's been fine. I don't know if Anthony Harris has been bad either. He just hasn't been like a difference maker. Like, I, and he has had some bad plays. He had that penalty against San Francisco, but I don't think he's he's actively hurting them now. Uh, the first two you mentioned, Eric Wilson and Ryan Kerrigan, like they've been bad, like straight up bad. But not to get into my like defend Howie bag, but I will say part of Howie's offseason, why I thought he had a great offseason, part of it, right, was certainly the free agency signings. And it looks like that's going to be wrong, which diminishes his offseason. But he also did, you know, flip the cap after the COVID and Wentz thing, right? Like they're in a good spot, like we just talked well, about. Well, again, yes, but, but doing that also, Fletcher Cox extension, Darius Slay extension. I mean, there are spots where you could say he flipped the cap, but he also did it while committing to guys who we might not want to commit to. Well, I think Darius is someone you would want to commit to. We'll Darius see. I mean, I, I think Darius has been very good this year, but it's not like Darius is is worth twenty five million dollars a year or whatever it is that they twenty two million a year that they they're giving him. Like, I don't know. I mean, look, like he's he's not like he's you know, and the and the nickname is hurting him, right? Cause, big like, time, the big t- right? Exactly. Make a big the play, big dog. But but as a coverage corner, like he's good. I mean, how he's many good. Games but he is he is he elite? Now? Is he elite? Is he a top ten corner? I don't know. Well, he was voted a top ten well, corner. I, awesome. I'm asking you, is he? A th- I don't know. Yeah, I, well, I, I, he might I be, mean, but I he's certainly not. You know, elite, elite. Right, but the bigger issue is Fletcher. Is my point? Like the Darius Slay thing. If you're stuck with him for one more year, I think things could be way worse. But regardless, for Howie's offseason, like the bigger moves to me, getting the Dolphins' first round pick, getting a turn good return for Carson, like all those things. So getting Devonte Smith, who looks really good, right? Like Kenny. I'm, my point is. The free agency part of it is one part of the offseason. But regardless, this can be a podcast if the season falls Yeah, apart. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive more into that down the road, I'm sure, as the season progresses. Let's get to Gannon. Cause, and uh, by the way, we will, uh, again, uh, five-star reviews. Review the pod. If you give us a five-star review, when we get to 2,000 five-star reviews, we're going to take the SATs. We're going to make fools of ourselves. It's going to be hilarious. We asked you, if you leave a question with a five-star review, we will answer that question on the next pod, and we are going to do that. So that's coming up later. I have them and all written down. And all here. Perfect segue. Perfect and segue by you because, real quick, someone did actually ask for our feelings on Gannon. So shout oh out to goodness. Alex and Phoenix. We can bump that one out now. Perfect. All Alex right. and Phoenix. I yeah. love it. All right. Good job, Alex. And uh, and again, that 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 still holds. Like we will get to your question if you leave a five star review and leave a leave a question. We will get to it. You know, it might. Not be the yes. next pod, but the one after, whatever. We will answer your question if you leave a five-star review, period, end of story. All right. We'll get to those questions, and, and perfect. Thank you, Alex, because we want to talk about Gannon here. And how do I feel about Gannon, just to answer your question? Not great so far, Alex, if you want me to be honest about it. Mr. Future Head Coach Guy has not looked like a future head coach guy to me so far. And obviously, look, I, I think the the biggest problem with the Eagles' defense is talent for me. It comes back to Howie. It comes back to those linebackers should not be on the field on and NFL field, period. I just think they're deficient from a talent perspective. But look, I still have not been at all impressed with Jonathan Gannon. And let's get to his comments this week talking about not having a scheme, which was like a, okay, like I get what you're trying to go for. I'm a big, you know, I always talk about Belichick and how like they don't have a set scheme. They have a different right. scheme like each that. week. But you the like way that. he talks about it, like it, it, it comes across as confusing. It comes across confusing when you say you don't have a scheme. And then to say we're not a dime team, that we'd rather have two linebackers on the field, really? These linebackers? Like, I get that holistically if that's a, a, a something you believe in, but we're talking about playing to the players, right? Isn't that the whole thing? Play to your players? There's no way that having a linebacker on a wide receiver is better than Zach McPherson, no matter how bad Zach McPherson is. And he's not looking great, that draft pick right now. If that guy can't get on the field in this situation, like, that's a concern. Obviously, I'm not condemning it. There's a long time. He's a rookie. But that's concerning as well. Like, it just feels like, and we've had multiple players. Darius Slay said it to you on the Players' Lounge on Monday. People don't know the positions they're playing. Fletcher Cox, again, I ripped him for it, but he is talking about how the scheme is a problem for him. Learning the scheme, getting the scheme right, it's more stuff. It seems like what Gannon is trying to 
pitch to the players is not coming through. Like it seems like there is confusion. Yeah. Like the so I get like the from a philosophy standpoint, the idea of having no scheme, like cool, but it doesn't seem like your players understand what the hell they're supposed to be doing. So where do you come down on this? Because because this is a concern. Yeah, so there was a lot in there. Yes, um, there was. The first one, yeah. So what I would first say is I personally believe the issue on the defense is scheme more than talent. Now, obviously, obviously they need better linebacking play. And we talked about this on the last pod where the team's failure to have better linebacking play, if they knew they were going to be playing two linebackers a lot and if they knew they were going to be big parts of the defense, then to go in with these two linebackers, like, you had to do better. Yep. Right? Like, even if you thought Eric Wilson could, you know, be what he was in Minnesota, like – that's not a difference making linebacker. Like Eric Wilson was good in Minnesota, and that's why I thought he was a, a you know a good free agency signing. And I don't think anyone thought he'd be like this bad. But regardless, Eric Wilson and Alex Singleton are not the two linebackers you want out there if you're playing a lot of two linebacker sets. So that from the beginning, that's the talent issue. But like the secondary and the defensive line, I do not believe is talent deficient. Like we can debate where Darius Slay is, but I think even you would say he's like you know top 15, top 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Darius Slay's a good right, player. Right, for sure. And, and I think Steven Nelson has been good. Like, I, you know, I don't know how many better teams, I don't know how many teams have a better number two cornerback. Like, even if there's 10 or 15 of them, he's certainly a starting NFL quarterback. Agree. Like, cornerback. Cor so, I, I personally think, outside of linebacker, the issue's been scheme. Because when you look at what they did against Dallas and against uh, Kansas City, which is what we saw most recently, like they were very good against San Francisco and Atlanta. And that's important to note when talking on a large scale about how we feel about Gannon. But what, what I didn't like about Kansas City and Dallas was they just like gave up. Like there was no creativity. There was no like trying to, to blitz them. Like their whole plan against them was to say, okay, we're going to make you go 9, 10, 11 yep. play drives. You'll screw hope up. You mess up. You'll screw yeah. up. Okay. You'll screw up. But, like, here's the thing. Like, Dak and Patrick Mahomes are not screwing up. And Mahomes did screw up one time, and you still lost. So, like, ultimately, I didn't like that strategy. So what I don't like about Gannon the last two weeks is that strategy. Now, as I've said before, this week against Carolina is a big, like, let's see where the Eagles really are. Because there's no need to just sit back. And ironically, like, Sam Darnold probably will make more mistakes. So you might see some more of that. And the players talked about it today. Alex Singleton said, like, he believes that if you make teams go on 9, 10, 11 play drives, mistakes will be made. Like, But his, the other point he made I thought was interesting was it also requires your defense not to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like, no breakdowns. Like, you know, all those things. So... I just don't I don't like what Gannon's been doing the last two weeks. Yeah. So that's why I would say of the two, I blame Gannon more than the person. Yeah, I, w I was really talking about the linebacker talent, to your point. And also, look, let's be honest, the defensive line has not been close to as good as we hoped or thought it would be. Ryan Kerrigan, again, as we've talked about, has been a, a, yeah, a zero. Gone, Fletcher Cox has been a disappointment. Right. Javon Hargrave is really, and, and Sweat's been hit or miss, but some big penalties and hasn't been dominant or anything close to that. Like, Javon Hargrave is the only guy on that defensive line you can look at and say, that guy's been awesome. That's it. That's it. And everyone else probably Agreed. disappointing comparative to what we hoped from them. So I do think yeah. that's part of it as well. But I agree with you. Look, I think your your scheme points are, are dead on. I mean, this is a guy in Jonathan Gannon who came in with multiples and aggressive and all that. And and you're right. They are letting every single offense they play dictate to them. They are not forcing anything. They are not disguising things. They're not, you know, uh, do, again, they're not doing multiples. They're not doing these things that Gannon was was so heavy on. And, and also, to the point, the overall point with this coaching staff that was so important to me, he's not putting his players in positions to be successful. Like, you, you have these linebackers. It is what it is. Scheme around that. Like, right? Like, instead of, don't make your scheme something where the linebackers are the most important players on the field defensively. Like, what are we doing so, here? Like, uh all right. Look, the other, the other thing, because you just touched on it and you said it in your first thing as well, and I wanted to to get to it is this thing he said about we're not a dime team, right? So, once again, a perfect example of why people don't like to be honest at the podium. Number one, like this is a perfect example. But number two, like, look, does it make more sense to have a really bad cornerback on Tyreek Hill? Than a linebacker. Yes. Like, yeah. I think 100%, you can make that yes. argument. No, no, yes. no, 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 no. Yes. There's yes, not an argument. Yes, that is correct. a yes. Yes. In that instance. Yes. Agreed. But I, I do think, like, after hearing all offseason about how thin they are in the secondary and how if anybody goes down, they have nobody left. Like, I could see why he would, although he's playing poorly, 
why you would trust Eric Wilson on the field over some of their backup secondary guys. Now, in the play you're talking about, like, yes, specifically there, that was bad. Like, that was bad, for sure. But to the point about, like, doing what's best for your players and all those things, like, I don't think they have good backup secondary guys. Well, this now, is why I said it was a roster issue as well. But 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 but, the, but what I'm saying is I can't kill him for being like but it, I don't want five I, or six. I get I get your point, but when it, they only have like two but, or three. Of I them. mean, but but it, like to say you're not a dime team is implying we can't play dime. We don't have. Is he wrong? Is he wrong? Uh, again, I just told you I'd play Zach McPherson over a linebacker. Yeah, I would. So yeah, yes, that's he's your wrong. Preference. But that's, again, right. th- it's stupid to say we don't play dime. Like that's dumb. That's a dumb thing right, to say. You should play comment, everything. But- you should be able to play everything. The place you should be able to match up. However, even if the players aren't as good, like yes, while a a, 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 a linebacker might be a better player than Zach McPherson. Wide receivers are fast. Like, I'm sorry. Right. Like, this is stupid, man. Like, but it is stupid. It Wait, is it is on, just stupid. Right. But but what I'm saying, remove the comment from the actual, like, what they should do. Right? Like, I agree. Shouldn't I'm saying it. they should play Obviously. dime sometimes. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. I think they right. should play dime sometimes. I'm not. Like, I am removing the okay. comment. I, I think okay. he's wrong. Okay. Okay. Well, what I'm saying though is I don't think their backup secondary guys are good. So like, they're not. I can't kill them for not pushing for not putting them on the field. Yeah, I will. I will. And again, I will also kill them for not having a dime package. Like, you cannot be a dime team and play it rarely. But you should be able to play dime if you have to. Like, what do you do well, if they I'm put sure five they wide can, receivers though. on the field? Like, what do they do? What are they, they're going to put linebackers on receivers again? Like, again, this is a flawed thing. Like, I, well, I hold just, on. Let, he did not say, unless I'm misremembering the quote, which is certainly possible. He said we're not a dime like, team, is what he said. Yeah, but, but but that's different than saying they can't play dime, is my point. Well, he implied you know, we don't like, play dime. Like, that's what he implied. That's what he said. He implied that they prefer not to play dime, correct. He but said we're not point, a like, dime you, team. Yeah, but they have it in the playbook. It's well, not we like, haven't it's seen like, it. They, well, right, but, that's, but, but regardless, I'm saying, like— you're you're saying that they don't have a dime package, and what I'm saying is I don't think that's true. They're I'm just not saying using. what? Okay, again, like then I'm sorry, you should use it in certain spots then. Like, but regardless, yeah, totally like it, he made it seem like they don't. He made it seem we are not a dime team, Elliot. How else are we supposed to take that as other than we don't play dime? He doesn't like to play dime, but right. that's that's different than not using. That's different than saying they don't have the ability to use it he's saying he's not going to use it. What's the difference? Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, of oh, course, yeah, any that, team has the good. ability to use it, but if they're not going to use it, then they don't have a dime package. Like, I don't know. What's your, I, this I, is like a semantics. But, this right, is a but semantics. I, don't, I don't get your yeah. point. Like, the point is, if they're not going to play because dime, they're, then, because, then, they're not, then they don't have a dime package. Like, they're, if they're not going to play, right. you know, then that's it. Like, they don't have it. Like, I don't know what you're... The point I'm making, though, is... Well, the point I'm making, Theoretically, anybody could play dime, of course. Like, sure, you... Like, of course, yeah. any team can, but they don't. And they're not going to a Corey well, and John Gannon. Right. But the point I'm making is it's, and let me finish. There, there's one thing. It's one thing not to play dime as in you don't utilize it. It's another thing to say that they don't fit. They like, they don't coach it up or have it in their playbook. And the point I'm making is. Well, we don't know. Don't they think- might not. We have no idea. Correct. Like they might not but, but, at all have a dime package. If they don't use it, why would you teach it? If, if mean, Jonathan Gannon's going to go yeah, in and say, okay. we're not a dime team, we're not going to use dime, why would you spend practice time on that when you can spend it on the things you're going to do? I mean, I don't know. Ben Simmons shoots jumpers in warm-up. Oh, and but that, come on. Like, that's a different thing, and you know it. I'm a- just anyway. saying, regardless, regardless, look, we're on the same page here, ultimately, that the linebackers aren't playing well and that, like, it's hurting the defense. My <laughs> only thing is, but but, 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 but seriously, my, my only thing is, I don't know. Like you say, put up, just put up anybody, any receiver, uh, uh, any back. I'm saying I'd rather have a cornerback on a fast receiver than a linebacker, no matter how bad that cornerback is. That's what I'm saying. And I'm and I'm saying if you take remove Tyreek Hill name from it because he's like you know the fastest fast receivers. I mean, yes, Tyreek Hill is an extreme example of that. But like, let's look at this week. Do I want a linebacker covering DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson? No, I don't. Well, we'll yeah, and we'll see how that works out. I'm just saying they have bad backup second and secondary. Yeah, I get, it. So, I get it. So I get it. I just I think it was not, dumb. Like, I think it was dumb, and it, and for a, for a, a defensive coordinator who came in with a lot of hype, a lot of people excited about. It's just another thing that I've been disappointed with so far. Like, yeah, oh, for sure. Like, I agree, that, and that we're on the same page with that. Like, the scheme has been bad. I agree with you on that, hundred percent. All right, uh, we're gonna get to questions in a second, and the Panthers game. Let me remind you. If you are listening, as you should know, uh, download the Park Sportsbook app. We've been having such a blast this season. We uh, haven't been winning, 
that much on our parlays so far, but we've been having fun. <laughs> and that's the, that's the beauty <laughs> of it. The beauty of it is the thrill of the ride. And you can't have the thrill of the ride unless you're putting some shekels on this action. And there's no better way to do it than with the Park Sportsbook app. The app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And you can do everything. You can do in-game play-by-play betting, which is a, a wild ride, as we always talk about. You can do... Again, the parlays, props, teaser. You can bet on individual player performances. You know, fantasy is 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 obsolete now. Like, why would you play fantasy when you could just pick the three guys you like and bet on them? It makes so much more sense. It is a blast, Elliot. Uh, any soccer action going on right now, or no picks? I'm disappointed in myself. I haven't been betting soccer as oh, much, just because like I've been Wrapped so busy up with in football. football and I get it. I know. I get it. Traveling. I get now, it. It's just tough. But yeah, so I'm disappointed with myself in that. But. There was a baseball game on the last two nights. I dig it in on those. So I've been doing Ooh, a little bit of that. Look at you, buddy. Look yeah. at you. I did I, too. The team, both teams I was rooting for lost, though. Wait, hold up. You're rooting for the Yankees? Yeah. I mean, I know it's important to our what? old boss, Spike. So, you oh, know. my God. What an embarrassing thing <laughs> to say. Oh, God. I, I, like, there's not a but team in baseball I would likeable, root for the Yankees against. likable on the Red Sox, though. Hey, they're still not the Yankees. That's who's likable. It's not not the Yankees. Well, that's who. And I, actually, I mean, I, I love. I'm, I'm a big Raphael Devers guy. I think that guy's awesome. I'm a fan. Xander Bogarts is great. I like the Red Sox players better anyway. But I I would root again. I would root for 29 teams against the Yankees. I hate them more than I hate no, the Mets. That's not so right. I hate them more than I hate the Mets. Either. I hate them more than I hate the Braves. I hate I hate the Yankees the most of all the baseball teams. The worst. Uh, I mean, you know me. Like I like super teams. I like that. You know, know. so. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with rooting for the Yankees. I know you are. But that is a good point because you can bet on the baseball playoffs, which is a blast. And this this San Francisco-Los Angeles series is an all-timer, 107 wins versus 106. Wild. It's going to be a blast, and it's super fun because, again, like, look, baseball games can kind of be long. You know what makes them a lot more fun? When you got some money on the outcome. Like, it just makes the whole thing more fun. If you're a sports fan, you're going to be watching these games on Sunday, the baseball games, all that stuff anyway. Throw a few bucks on it. You're going to be that much more invested. I promise. Take it from me. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. $500. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. Again, your risk-free bet is refunded site credit. The website has all the details. You must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Elliot, we're going to get to the questions in one sec. And you can hear more about us talking Eagles-Panthers on on Saturday on the, the WIP show 1-3 to three on Saturday. And we will make our pick at the end of the pod, even though Elliot doesn't necessarily Well, now think that, that I know, it's like a binding contract. I <laughs> well, will... it's not. We It's not anymore, right? I mean, we changed. Well, now it is. But I'm saying I did not know It's before. all right. Car- karma got you for that one. Car- karma got you. You did. did. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, quickly, though, um, and we're going to get to the, the questions. And again, we'll talk more about this on Saturday, but... But just quickly for for the for the pod audience that doesn't necessarily tune in on Saturdays and all that or doesn't necessarily get to the the listen before the game because it, it is quick and all that. Like, why do you think there's a must win game for the Eagles on Sunday? Because if they lose, they fall to one and four. Obviously, they have the Buccaneers, so then you're one and five. Like, I think going to Las Vegas is a tougher game than I initially thought. Going to Denver is a tougher game than I initially thought. Like, there's just not a lot of easy wins, and you know. I don't want to say earmuffs, but like, I'm going to give the Giants a compliment. Like, Daniel Jones might be good. No. Like, stop. I, I'm serious. Like, Daniel stop. Jones might be good. And as, as trash as the don't Giants are, this. like, don't do those this. games don't look. I'm just saying, like, I have to be real. Daniel Jones might be nice. Oh, so, like, God, this is so not true. What a horrible thing to say. Disappointed. They, they just need this win. All right. And we're just going to shut even, down the pod. It's over. It's over. And it's not like they're playing the Jets. Like, the Panthers are a good team. But I think, well, I'll take that back. I think the Panthers are a fine team. Like, I think they're, they're they fine. a good defense. They're okay. They're like a 9-8 and eight football team. Yes, exactly. So, this is a game I think they can be win it, that they could win. And also, like, I think they're, despite what you've seen from the defense, and we talked about all that, like, you're not playing Patrick Mahomes. You're not playing Dak Prescott. Like, you're playing Sam Darnold. Like, Robbie Anderson. Fine receiver. Like, we'll see if Christian McCaffrey plays. Even if he does play, he's not going to be 100%. Like, the Panthers' offensive line isn't that good. Like, this is a team that the defense should be able to hold in the low 20s. And I actually think the offense, like, you know, after coming off that game, like, I think Sirianni has a good idea of what what he wants to do with Hurts. I think Hurts is playing well. The Panthers' defense is good for sure, but Devontae's coming off his best game. Like, I think the line actually played pretty well yesterday. Maybe Mylotta will, will play in this game. So, I think it's a winnable game for them, and I think it's just like you can only blow so many chances early in the year. Like they blew their chance against San Francisco. They didn't blow it against the Chiefs, but like 
you know, they had three touchdowns called back. So ultimately, I think there'll be a game where they put it together and you have to have it. Like if you if you win this game, you're two and three, and then you can somewhat, you know, take a loss against the Buccaneers. So if they have if they're gonna make the playoffs, they have to win this game. I don't think that's true. Uh, the back half of the schedule, I, I think, is easier than you think. I, look, I don't think they're making the playoffs anyway, but I, I do think that that I don't think one and four is a must win. But we'll talk more about this on Saturday. And look, I do understand that that if they're going to be a playoff team, like this is the type of game you want to see them win for sure. I'm just not as uh, not as concerned as you are. But again, I, look, I. I I get the point. I think it's a fair argument, and it is an incredibly important game for the pivot point of the season. But look, I, I just know the way football is, and and I could see him losing the Panthers and then shocking Tampa Bay at home on a Thursday night, I a short see, week, a forty-four year old Brady going on a short yep. week. Like I could see him having a bad game, all that type of stuff. So I don't know. I, I just I'm not there yet, but I do understand your point. Um, all right. Also, quickly, we didn't. I meant to touch on it with the lane stuff before, but quickly before we get to the um, the review questions. Um. What and I know Jeff McLean tweeted that he thought that if if Lane can't play on Sunday, which it looks like he's not going to, they, he thinks they would move Mylotta to the right side and then put Dillard in at the left, move Driscoll to guard. How do you think it would shake out if Lane can't play on Sunday? And obviously, moving forward, we don't know theoretically. And this is assuming Mylotta can even play on Sunday. I know he's back at practice, but still limited. How do you see the line shaking out if Lane is not playing on Sunday? So I did see my lot of practice on Thursday because that's apparently what today is like. Um, <laughs> and he, he looked good. He looked good. Now he had a huge brace on his knee. Like the brace was honestly maybe the size of my entire lower body. Oh my like, God. It was, it's a huge brace, but he looked good. He was moving around. I, I think if he can play, they'll go Dillard, Dickers, Dickerson, Kelsey, Driscoll, my Okay, do you think that is the right move? I understand it from the Dillard perspective, right? Obviously, you're not moving that guy, but, but I mean, you did just pay Jordan Mailata. He is, in theory, supposed to be your franchise left tackle, and you have a guy in Jack Driscoll who played really well this past week, and a guy in Nate Herbig who has played well for the most part when given the opportunity. Why do you think, forgetting what you think they will do, do you think it is the right move to go my to move my Lotta to the right and play Dillard, or do you think the smarter move would be to keep my Lotta where he is, play Driscoll, and play Herbig instead? What do you think is the smarter move, just you? You there? Oh, sorry, you know what? Did you not hear me for a second? No, did you mute it? I muted it to take a bite of chips. So do we leave this in or not? That's the real question. Yeah, well, I think we leave it I in. I think we yeah. leave it in, too. Yeah. I, we, we, we don't mess around with that. We, we give you the, I've been the real deal. very addicted to barbecue chips yes. recently. I know. Like, so Elliot and I, have, yeah, I've been addicted to voodoo chips. We talked about it. Elliot was super awesome. Yes. He got me a bunch of voodoo chips for my birthday. Um, I love barbecue chips. They are phenomenal chips. I don't blame you. You did pour them into a bowl before the pod, which I thought was a little weird. Well, it's because it's towards the end of the bag. Mm-hmm. So I would say here's my new ranking of like the three basic chips. First, would you agree the three basic flavors of chips are sour cream and onion, barbecue and plain? Sure. And then, I mean, I would okay. I would also put like, it's, I, I think you have to do that. I mean, Doritos is like its own thing. And I would also, if we're going to go with just the chips, I think salt and vinegar, which is my favorite of those four, I think it's close enough. I think you almost make a big four. Mm, but I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it's so. as, I don't think it's as ubiquitous. So that's fine. So I think if I had to rank those three, I would go barbecue, plain, sour cream, and onion. I would put sour cream and onion second, but I agree with barbecue first, and I would have salt and vinegar over all of them without question. I think sour cream and onion have a bit of a shelf life. Like, you're not going to sit there and eat a ton of sour cream and onion chips. Oh, I think you can. I think you're underrating it. All right. Well, what was the original football question? Oh, was it was it the smart move to put my yes, lotta? So- yes. What, what would you do if you're in charge? Would you rather have my lotta, like, in his comfortable spot on the left with Driscoll on the right or keep Dillard at left and move my lot. I like the move. I, I look, I think obviously there's still the perception that your best tackle plays left tackle. But as we've seen with lane over the last few years, like there's a lot of really good players that lined up on the right side too. So I don't think that's as true as it used to be. And you know, like from a rebuilding perspective or whatever they want to call this year, the idea of like Dillard Dickerson, obviously Kelsey, you know, not going to be around for super long, but then uh, Driscoll and my like, 
you have four guys that potentially could be like your new offensive line of the future. So I do like the I, I do like doing it. I want to see Dillard continue to play, see if he can play well on the left side. And my lot is able to move. I don't think it's going to throw him off kind of like it did Dillard. So yeah. I'm I'm okay with it. That's my only concern. I don't think it will either. My only concern is is the the one guy we know they're committed to for the extended future is my Lotta and they're and and he has gotten so good at left tackle. Like my one concern is messing with that. But I agree if they think that Mylotta can handle it, and we've seen him play both sides, and thus, like, I feel like he can. I think, you know, getting the most out of Dillard either to to keep and, and be a part of your team moving forward or as an asset to move after the season or whatever, I think is probably more valuable. Um, but I, I, I just wanted to throw it out there because it is it, there is a, a concern, right? I mean, like, you have to at least talk about it. All right, let's get to yep. it, man. Let's get to and we'll make our, our pick for the game at the end of the pod, but... Let's get to it. Let's get some questions. And, and thank you to everyone who filled out the five-star review and, and, and sent in the question. It really does mean a lot to us. And it really helps people find the podcast, too. That's why the reviews are important. Like, when people are looking for the Eagles, you know, if the, if the more reviews we got, the more likely they're going to get directed to us, and then we can make this whole family even bigger. So we, we really do appreciate it. And, uh, and as a result, let's go, buddy. AMA. Let's do it. All right. So we need 371 more to get to 2000. Okay. So Very we doable. didn't quite hit what we needed this week, but we got really close. So shout out to everyone that took the time to do it. All right. So we'll we'll go through these combination of eagles, combination of just craziness. Love it. Okay. First first one from Mad22007. Do you listen to the pod after you record it? Never. Like almost never. I have... Uh, a couple times in the past, like gone back for a specific pod for a specific reason, whether uh, it be like it, I just thought it was like a great one or something or more likely I want to hear how a, a particular conversation sounded or something like that. But for me personally, it is incredibly, incredibly rare that I will ever listen to it. So I listen to, I would say, almost every pod. <laughs> the only one, the only ones I don't listen I love to that. fully I love through it. Are the uh, are the Go Birds radios just because they're longer, and I don't sure. generally listen to podcasts that are that long. Sure. But um, I, I can't decide if he's doing this as like a shot at us, though. No. Like, so look, I actually will say, as as you know, inside baseball or whatever, I think I'm wrong. Like for what we do for a living, I actually think you can get a lot of value out of listening to yourself. It's like a weird thing. Like I find for it sure. weird. I'm not good at promoting myself. I'm not good at any of that type of stuff. Like it all just feels weird to me. But like in reality, like hearing yourself and hearing your vocal tics or you're, you know, oh, I'm saying that word way too much or whatever. Like there is real value in listening to this stuff for us in our careers, but I just, I still don't do it. So Elliot is actually in the right here. I also find it like oddly soothing. Like, like I'll like be driving and I can like zone in and out of listening to it. Because you already know what's said. And so I like that. That's good too. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next question. This one. That was a very good question, by the way. That, that was a really, I like that question. Very good question. Like, I don't know what people are doing with these podcast usernames, but just some of these, like I don't get how you come up with them. So if you have a weird one, leave in the comment how you came up with it. But ZRL17. Ooh. This is an interesting one. Zerl. Yes. He has two (laughs) actually, which are both interesting. Okay. Would you rather have to have a mullet or a waist long ponytail? I think the answer to this is clear. (laughs) What a question. What a question. Um, I I can't believe I'm going to say this. Ah, uh, so I was going to go ponytail but at the same time then I thought about like what that means for when it's not in a ponytail and having to wash your hair and clean yourself and all that. So it has to, it has to be a mullet. It's just way less to deal with than than, than a waist long but but looks wise if you're just saying like look and nothing else I would go waist long ponytail over the mullet look wise but in terms of practicality I think I have to go mullet. So I think like the mullet, obviously both of these people are judging you when they initially see you, right? Like it's a statement, it's a statement haircut. Yes, yes. But I mean the mullet, like there's, there's some variation there. Like how long does it have to actually, you know, could you like push the boundary of it Ooh, not I like really this. looking like a mullet? I like this. But here's why I'd go with the ponytail. Cause I've been jealous of guys recently that I've seen with like really long, nice hair. And I feel like, I would enjoy having it. You're right. Taking care of it would suck, but I could, you know, maybe braid it or like do like a <laughs> bun or something. Like, I don't know. I, I'd be into it. So 
I, I think I would go with the waist-long ponytail. Oh, the idea of you with a braided waist-long ponytail is is top-notch. Thank you for asking I that know. question. It's a great question. Zerl, well done. So I I like this. I Again, I think looks-wise you're right, but the practicality it just is a disaster. My wife has really long hair, and I know how, how difficult that could be at times. So Right. Yes. That's true. That was a good point by you. Thanks. All right, next one. Dre from Brooklyn. So this one is actually an interesting one, and I almost didn't ask it because I can't really think of the answer to it, but I think, you know, as we said, we'll ask all questions. Can you share your first impressions, what your first impressions were of each other when you first met slash doing your first show together? Oh, that's a great one. I mean, I don't, I wish I remembered strongly. That's what I'm saying. I don't. So yeah. I, I remember oh, the only thing I remember is that I liked you more than I expected to, which I I, I get that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like not that not that I didn't expect to like you, but like all I knew of you were were, you know, we didn't know tweets. each other at all. So all I knew was tweets and stuff. And not that I didn't. I was like, I'm going to hate this guy or whatever. But like, I just didn't I didn't know what to expect. And then I met you and I was right. like, oh, this guy's awesome. So like I remember right. being like, oh, wow, like I really like this guy. When not that I wasn't expecting to like you, but I just I remember going in unsure. Is is the feeling? I actually, I get that quite a bit, so it's okay. You know, <laughs> I, I get that quite a bit from people that come up to me. So I honestly wish I could remember. Like, I think the weird thing about this industry is like you kind of know people before you know them. Yes. You know, like so talk on the phone. You have, have them as a guest impression. on the show. All this type of stuff. Right. Right. So like, it's hard to have a first impression of somebody because you spend so much time already formulating your opinion of them. But yeah, I mean, obviously it was positive because here we are. I wish I had a more <laughs> nice answer. I mean, I you. remember I just, where we met. Do you remember going for coffee at that place yes, by the I old studio? That. I remember us first meeting and all that. And I remember that like my one thing that I remember was like, oh, I really like this guy, you know, but that I don't, yeah. I don't well, I remember, remember work. more specific than that. It's a great question though, Dre. Thank you. All right. Next one from Brad Kell. If you could, this is a really good one, Tell. If you could good. trade this has been Hertz, great so far. Yeah, they're all really good. Um, if you could trade Hertz for one non-QB player in the league, would you do it and who for? And I'll give my answer first. I would not trade Jalen Hurts for any non-quarterback player in the league. Um, it's a great question. It's a really interesting question that is making me think. Like my my gut instinct was what Elliot said. It's the, especially look, obviously, if if we know the because of the position, yeah. clearly, and like, because there's upside there, because I still believe he can be a a you know top ten to fifteen quarterback in the NFL. So that is just flat out more valuable than any other player at any position. But like if I knew that it's like oh he's you know in the twenties or something is is his ceiling or where he ends up, you know then. Then I might consider it. So it's it's a tough one. I mean, I think the only the only name that popped in my head is Aaron Donald, and and I think he's too old for me to to really yeah. want to do that. But he's the only that type of like all time great defensive player, impact player like that. You know, I could make an argument that it's worth trading for Aaron Donald. Um, my gut was no, but I, you know, I, I think there are a lot of people who would say absolutely. So I, you know, I, it's a very good question that makes you think. My gut says no. So the two, if I had to like do it, the two I would do it for would be like Chase Young or Tyreek Hill. Yeah. After seeing Tyreek Hill in person, like I, so just I what he does I, for your offense. I agree. I just I don't think I'd do it for Tyreek Hill based on age and uh, position. But Is like he that old though. No, no. I'm just saying like we're talking about a 23 year old and hurts. There's so much. Like I would wanna I would wanna do it for a guy like Chase Young, someone who's way younger. Is more my point. You right. know what I mean? Like, but I I think, and now maybe my perceptions warped because we see Jeff Stoutland make everybody look good, but like. I don't. I think the logical choice would be like, oh, you do it for an offense or a defensive lineman, right? But I think I would lean defensive line first. But then I might go like skill position over offensive line. I might. That's interesting. I, I'm really leaning pass rusher. T.J. Watt is someone who pops in my head. Um, that's someone mm. I consider. I don't know how. I'm looking it up real quick. T.J. Watt is 26 years old. So yeah, that's the type of guy I would consider. That guy's a a true difference maker on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm with you. My gut instinct was I'd rather have the quarterback. All right. Next question. Um, this is from, I can't even pronounce this, C-Z-E-R-N-I-A-K-52. C-Z-E-R-N-I-A-K, Sersnick, something like that. Yes, Sersnick, yeah. It says, I'm a chef in Philly, so I love asking these questions. What do you guys like on your cheesesteaks? This is very easy for me. I mean, I'm a whiz-whip guy. 
personally. Oh, God. Yes, whiz with is what I like about cheese. So I'm going, uh, obviously, cheese, and then mayo, ketchup, salt, pepper, and fried onions. Oh, you put mayo on a cheesesteak? It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So another cheesesteak take. I think this idea that everyone hates mustard, like I've never had it, and I'm not like, you know, like standing for it. Just stop talking. Just don't like, go there. Why? Like, like, like don't okay, go like, like the people put asinine. mustard on their hamburgers. Yeah. First of all, that's fine. But a hamburger's not okay, a cheesesteak. Okay, but, but it's like blasphemy to do it on yeah, a cheesesteak. Yeah, a hamburger's not a cheesesteak. It is blasphemy. Do not put mustard on your cheesesteak. Have you don't ever had it. it? No, because that's not the way you eat a cheesesteak. No. You, do you like mustard? I love mustard. Okay, so I, I literally guarantee you if you tried it, you would like it. No, no. No, this is just stop this. This is so. This, tell me the difference between a hamburger heresy. doing it on a hamburger. Well, it's a cheesesteak is a different thing. It's a different. It's a completely different thing. Like it's essentially the same thing. This it's a is bun a, this meat is an even worse take that a hamburger and a cheesesteak are the same thing. They're completely different. This is crazy. I'm not. I'm not humoring this anymore. This is a horrible. I'm gonna take. try it. I'm going to try it. Just letting you know. Yeah. Like I'm gonna. Woodrow's try it. is okay. the best cheesesteak, and that is the the slight hint of truffle in the in the cheese, which is phenomenal. And I'm not a truffle guy, but but that's the only way. That's as exotic as I'm getting with my cheesesteak. I also think cheesesteaks are better on a wrap than a bun, but we can just move on. Oh, my on. God. Okay. It, what are you doing, dude? Stop. All right. What was the, we, we got my first impression. I like you. What's my last impression? I'm liking you I less. I know. Not you as know? good. Um, <laughs> all right. The, at, uh, the Southern Eagles fan says, could you rank every quarterback Deshaun Jackson has caught a touchdown pass from? Eagles quarterback. Um, I mean – uh, off the top of my head, I mean, so uh, McNabb, Donovan Vic, won, obviously. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess Vic too. Um, did he ever catch one from Wentz? Uh, he must have, right? Because he was back beginning of was he here twenty nineteen? Yeah, he was, right? Because then he was, or did he just come back for twenty twenty? I can't remember. I don't think he ever caught one from Wentz. Well, I mean, Wentz stinks anyway, so he wouldn't be high on the list. Um, I mean, Foles, Foles would be above above all of them. Obviously, he's the best Eagles quarterback of all time. So, right. Um, I mean, Foles, McNabb, Vic are the top three without question. I would say, and then you know, I mean, Bradford. I'm assuming he caught one from you know. Not so he caught two in twenty nineteen. Kevin Cobb, I would think he probably caught one from. So he did it from in twenty nineteen. So there you go. Wentz would be on the list. I mean, Wentz is fourth for sure behind Vic and and McNabb and Foles. He's ahead of Cobb. I think you probably got to put him at a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's right. He had two touchdowns against Washington. Remember? I thought that so. That's what I was saying. That, I yeah. thought he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it's a tough one off the top of our head, but Foles is the correct answer. So this one is from Chad. I'll be in Philly for the Eagles-Cowboys game in January. It'll be my first Eagles game in Philly. Two questions for you guys. One, what area of Philly should I stay in? And two, what's the best place to, place to get a cheesesteak? You already said Woodrow's. Woodrow's. I think it's Delisandro's. Delisandro's so, okay. is fantastic as well. Steve's Prince's Steaks is one of my personal favorites. And look, John's Roast Pork is the best for a reason. Like, there's a reason that that, that is always the winner of the best cheesesteak stuff because it's an amazing cheesesteak. So I, I, any of those four and you're set— but I'll tell you, man, Woodrow's is unlike anything you've ever had, and it's I've phenomenal. never had it. So. Oh, Elliot! All right, we're getting Woodrow's together. It is, it is. All right, I'm getting it heaven. On it. Emily and I get it at least once a month. A Woodrow's cheesesteak. I will finish work on a Friday. I'll go to Woodrow's. I'll grab two cheesesteaks. I'll come home, eat our cheesesteaks like immediately, like at least once a month, sometimes twice a month. Okay. Well, I'm gonna try it. All right. Uh, first, oh yeah. What part, part of this what city? Area? I mean that that you can't go wrong. I mean, there's a find the best deal for you with an Airbnb, but you know, I, I think if you're in Fairmount, that's great. It could be an old city. That's great. It could be in South. I mean, there's so many different spots. I don't think you can go wrong. Just make sure you're in city proper. Like make sure you're in center city, South Philly area some way. And, and that's all I would say. I was going to say old city. Sure. Old city is great. I think there's not a lot of hotels down there. No, they're not a ton, but I'm guessing you could also look for Airbnbs, which would be all over the city as well. So I think it depends right. on whether you're looking for a hotel, whether you're looking for an Airbnb and ultimately again, just make sure you're in center city somehow. Um, or again, South Philly, a little closer to the stadium, you'll be fine. Yeah, and then if you're in Center City, you can take the sub. Whereas I feel like in Old City, it's a little tougher to do public transportation. Well, you'd have to walk okay. up to the Broad Street line. I mean, you could, but it, it, the easiest way would be to walk the Broad Street line. Right. All right, this one's from Fossman66. My question is, do you think there's a shot to keep Dillard and Jordan? Oh, we already talked about this. So moving him to the to the right tackle Well, there spot. you go, pal. So, Yes. All right, last one. Ooh. 
for, for the first go around. Um, Shane B one one eight. This is a good one, but I'm not really sure how to answer it. What are both of your go to dance moves at a wedding or similar situation? <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding question. Uh, Here's my issue with the question. Yes. Yes. Like, how do you like, what am I going to say? Like, it's like I'm doing like the electric slide. Like, you know, like, like what, what, uh, you know, the Macarena, like, well, what's the, how do I describe the dance move? I guess like, it's a tough one. Yeah. I think he's saying, do you do any of the, like the worm or, or any of the, like the well, dance, no. move. That, the yeah. lawnmower or the, you no, know, no, no, no. the sprinkler, none of, none of that. Yeah. I'm a big, I, my, my philosophy on dancing is, is uh, a cliche that you've heard many times, but I believe it to be true. And it is dance like nobody's watching. I think that just, just don't. I can see that. Don't give, uh, uh, excuse me, earmuffs. Just don't give a fuck. Like, that's what I always think about with dancing. Like, what do I care what anyone thinks? So that that's my so, dancing style. I have phenomenal rhythm. Like, oh, I played okay. an instrument You're growing goodness. up, and I was also an actor. So I have great rhythm. So I do a lot of, like, sidestep snapping like it's just like it's i'm a very good lock you know no big yeah it's i'm a very good dancer listen to you buddy i would just say like i've had people come up to me and call me like mvp of weddings like i am (laughs) i am a great time at a wedding so do i i'm 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 an all-time wedding guest i am i am a lot i I think i'm probably better but that would be quite oh really it's a quite an accusation. Annoying people. We might. Together, we would probably end up annoying people. It might. But. Yes. I. I am. A, I. I am a good time. I am going to show up. I'm going to drink. I'm going to dance. I'm going to be in a great mood. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's the way I look at it. Yes. All right. So those are our first round of them. We will definitely. This is great. Get... Keep them coming. Love the non-sports ones. Those are my favorites. So AMA, baby. If you leave a review, we're going to answer it. Ask the questions. It's. I, yes. It, it made my day. This is awesome. Um. All right. Parks Picks Pod's coming out tomorrow. Be on the lookout well, we for that. we got to make our picks. I'm getting there, Elliot. I'm getting okay, there. Pat, bad, look at this. Bad, do you see bad. this, folks? Do you, do you hear this? My bad. Like, I'm just going to forget to make the pick at the end. Like, we don't do this every week. Um, check us out, Parks Picks Pod, tomorrow. Uh, Saturday, of course, 1 to 3 on WIP, where we will dive more into this Panthers game and really break down if it's a must win or not and, and kind of everything going into it. Um, Elliot, final thing. Let's make a pick. How about it? Where you at? What is the <laughs> line as of right now? Did you look uh, at Parks? I could pull it up real quick if you have not. I, I mean, the last I looked, which was a few hours ago, I think it was three and a half. Okay. But so let's go with three and a half. Can... That works. I'm sure it's. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm looking as we speak. So you start your your pick. I know that. Uh, I, I I'm pretty sure you're going to take the Eagles to win. Would be my guess. So let's see how it plays out. Yes. Yeah, so I'm taking the Eagles. It is obviously, three and a half still, by the way. So we're good. Yes, um, I think they win. Like I think what we're going to see with Jonathan Gannon's defense is, and this isn't super unique to him, but like they're not going to beat really good quarterbacks, and they're going to look good against bad ones. Not that Matt Ryan and Garoppolo are bad, but I think they're kind of in the same ilk of Sam Darnold. Like you could argue one's better than the other, but I think they're just kind of the same type of guys. So. I think they'll be fine, and I think that the, although the Panthers' defense is good, I really do feel like Sirianni and Jalen Hurts are kind of getting on the same page after that game. So I think they win the game, um, yeah, and I would take them plus the points. So I am absolutely taking them with the points, I mean, especially with that half point. I, I just This feels like a close game to me. You know, I feel like these teams are relatively evenly matched. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles to win. I don't Ooh. feel, yeah, yeah, how about it? I just think this is one of those three and one versus one and three, and the one and three team just comes in needing it more. Like, I just feel like the Eagles know they need this game desperately. The Panthers do not desperately need this game. It's an out-of-division game for the Panthers. I think they might take the Eagles a little lightly coming in based on watching the film the last couple weeks. Um, I think the Eagles win the game, and I, and I certainly, I think, look, forget whether they win or lose, like, the Eagles are a very good bet this week. Like, getting that half point, like, that yep. is a good bet. I think the Eagles getting the extra. It feels like a three-point game to me one way or the other. It feels like a close game. I love that half point. Love the Eagles as a bet. And I'm going to take them to win, eh? How about that? Been a while since we're on the same side. I like it. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah. we'll see after the game who's right. But both taking them. Both taking them. All right. Um, tomorrow, Parks Picks Pod. Uh, we will hear what our records were tomorrow. But, ah! Oh! feel like I did a little bit yes, better. Yes, than yes, yes, you did. <laughs> so listen to the Parks Picks pod for that. Uh, I would ask you if you have a final thought, but you're just out on final thoughts. 
So I actually do have one quick final thought. Look at this. You are just surprising me today. I love it. All right. Let's be real here. A tuxedo and the suit are are the same thing. Like, let's not, let's not, you know, this whole like, let's, this whole like, y'all wear a tuxedo. It's the same thing as a suit. They're the same thing. There's very, very minor differences. I'm, I'm out on tuxedos. I hate them. I think they should no longer exist. You're going to wear a black suit. Just if you want to wear something black to the wedding, if you want your groomsmen in black, then just wear a black suit. It's the same thing. I can wear a suit way more places than I can a tuxedo. It's a silly purchase. I'm out on tuxedos. Okay. Um, strong disagree on all this. I think tuxedos are, are different than suits. I think no one looks bad in tuxedo. And I bought a tuxedo for my wedding, and it has paid itself off multiple times. I would have saved so much money after you know having to rent tuxedos at all the weddings and events I've been to since then. Like, Highly recommend buying a tux if you're of a certain age and have a bunch of weddings and stuff in front of you. I think a tux is an outstanding person. I also don't think wearing a tux to a wedding is an acceptable move unless it's black tie. Oh, yeah. Well, well, obviously, you only wear it to a black tie wedding. But I'm saying if, if there's no, like, if you can wear whatever you want to the wedding type of thing, like, you're no, not who's showing gonna up wear, in tux. Who's going to wear a tux if you get Of course not, but that's because it's for black tie. Like, the point is a tux is for a specific thing. It's for a black tie And what tie I'm event. saying is there should be no more black tie. Yeah, Just I, let and, people wear a suit. Yeah, I disagree. I like black tie. It's fair. You're allowed to disagree. I, 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 you're no, wrong. I just, <laughs> am I? We sure about yes. that? You sure about that? Tuxes, tuxes are a scam. That's you what sure tuxes are. You sure about that? Um, yes. <laughs> I disagree, but you know. Fair. Fair. Well, is it? I feel I'll like tell you it... this much. My wedding's not going to be black tie. I'll tell you that right off the bat. <laughs> in fact, I'm going to make a rule. No one's allowed to wear a tux to my wedding. Well, let's I'm go. putting I'm, it on the invitation. I'm assuming if you make it not black tie, no one will wear a tux. and You'll be fine. And they better not. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Your your hatred for tuxes is not something I saw coming today, but I appreciate. Well, it. that's my that's my thought. <laughs> there it is. Parks right. big spot tomorrow, one to three on Saturday. Eagles Panthers on Sunday. We'll be back after that too. So until all that, he's Elliot M. James. Talk to you guys soon.